Good morning, everybody. It's great to be with you again this morning. So we're in Psalm 23 and we've reached verse 5, and I'm going to read verse 5 to you now. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Let's hear that again. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I like eating. Do you like eating? Do you like meals? Do you like being together uh, and enjoying one another's company? Well, I do. I love meals and I love eating and I love wine and I love uh, coffee and I, I love enjoying meals together with family and friends. It's great. Actually, if you look at our holiday photograph albums, you will see that our holidays seem to consist mainly of eating and drinking. Uh, we, we do do other things, but the photographs sort of indicate that was a coffee stop here and that was lunch there and... That's how it goes. So that's, uh, that's what I wanted to just start off today by uh, just giving you an idea of how much we enjoy eating. There were so many photos to, uh, to take from that I just uh, had to select pretty randomly out of many of them. And so here's the first one. This one is uh, on Jackie and I's 70th birthday celebrations. And this is what we look like at that time. And uh, this is, uh, sorry, we got the wrong one there. This is us on, this is us celebrating our 70th birthday with the kids. And um, you can see our four children there. Uh, the partners and the grandchildren are actually there, but they're out of shot. This was a particular one taken before we started the meal, just of us. We do look happy, don't we? Don't we? We're in expectation of a great meal together and our children cooked it all and it was fantastic and wonderful. So I really enjoyed that. Next one uh, is Jackie and me on holiday in Corsica and you can probably just see some bushes behind there in the darkness. Beyond those uh, one or two bushes there is the beach and this is uh, this is where we were staying, and this is the restaurant. And the owner of the restaurant, seeing my camera, offered to take this picture. So we're really grateful to him taking this picture. This was uh, in September 2019. Do we look as if we're enjoying ourselves? Yes, but what have we got on the table? Food, drink, and we are going to get into that, stuck into that. Uh, tremendous duck meal. In fact, it's one of the best duck bits of duck cooking that I've ever had in my life there, actually. So that was great. I love food. So thank you, guys. I love food. And um, I love in the social aspect of food as well. It's great, isn't it, to be with friends and eat together. Uh, it's great to be with your family and eat together. It is exciting uh, stuff. Well, this Psalms verse, Psalm 23, verse 5, 
talks about having a table spread before you, a feast spread before you. And I think in David's experience, if we the first thing we need to understand really is that David had already experienced this in his life. If you uh, have a, a Bible at some time uh, after this talk, you can have a look at 2 Samuel 17. Uh, the story is basically this, that David uh, had fled from Jerusalem with all his supporters because Absalom was coming with an army to take over and to take over the city. Absalom was actually David's son. So David's son was rebelling against his father and he was trying to uh, take the throne from his father. And uh, all that that meant uh, in David's life must have been so painful to have his own son whom he loved dearly uh, rebelling against him and not only that, seeking his life, seeking to actually kill his dad in order to achieve his purposes, his evil purposes. And so David and his friends and his supporters fled the city of Jerusalem and they planned to stop at the River Jordan uh, and wait for the outcome of what would happen in Jerusalem to see what they would do next. But spies on their behalf in Jerusalem sent word to say that Absalom was going to carry on and chase them down. And so they crossed the Jordan uh, during the night, the whole group of them, and then trudged up the valley side up to a town several uh, miles from the Jordan. And when they got there, people came. They're these, they're these guys uh, mentioned in this context, and you've probably never heard of them, Zobi, Machin, and Barzillai. And they came with their families and they came with support for David. In fact, the Bible is very uh, particular about the foods that they brought. And it lists the, the food that they brought to create a feast for David. Well, meanwhile, of course, Absalom had uh, chased David and was across the Jordan and he was camped, not knowing that David was just uh, just slightly uh, northeast of him. He camped in the valley below, uh, unaware of David's position, really, uh, but ready to chase him down at the next opportunity. And so David was given this feast in the presence of his enemy, in the presence of this enemy army. Uh, probably he could look down the hill and maybe see them, even as he rested and was feasted by these friends. There was a peacefulness, a relaxed atmosphere, a, a time of just enjoying one another's company as they feasted together. These three fellows had provided this for David and provided this respite, this space, this time of peacefulness. Well, of course, David probably knew many other occasions like that in his life uh, and where enemies, spiritual or physical, would surround him. And so he knew what it meant for the Lord to come and bring such a feast to him. For uh, even without friends, he, he would have the Lord to come and feast with him and to speak with him and to sit with him and to enjoy one another's company. I don't know if you enjoy the Lord's company. Do you enjoy the Lord's company? Can you sit uh, in peacefulness and enjoy 
the Lord's company. Well, David could. A feast laid out for him. Well, then David declares in this verse that that's what God does for him. God has given him peace in the midst of his enemies. God has given him sustenance in the midst of his enemies. When people surround him, I don't know if you have this sort of picture of uh, David just relaxing back, you know, where it's all around in these enemies, you know, going, and he's just relaxing back and being, uh, being completely at peace about his situation because the Lord is, is placing before him a feast. The Lord is giving him all that he needs and more. The Lord is enjoying him and his company. The Lord is with him. And uh, this feast in the presence of his enemies is a peaceful feast, a joyful feast. It's a feast of delight. And so I don't know about your relationship with God, but look, if you're a Christian, you have all these opportunities to let the Lord feast you, to let the Lord bring you peace in the midst of your enemies. In Ephesians 1, verse 13, it says, When you believed in him, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. There is a feasting that comes because we know we are safe. Because we know that even in the midst of difficult circumstances, when jobs are scarce, when we need a job, when there is difficulty in our lives, when we are concerned about the spread of an infection. In these circumstances, we as Christians can feast with the Lord. We as Christians can spend time being refreshed and being strengthened and knowing that we are safe. The Holy Spirit has sealed us into this relationship. The Holy Spirit has come and given us freedom from fear. And the Holy Spirit has come to uh, be with us as a guarantee of our inheritance when we see Jesus again and everything changes and there's a new earth and a new heaven. But until that time comes, the Holy Spirit is with us. He is our foundation of life and security and strength. And we can, as it were, sit back and relax in the midst of our enemies. Well, David, of course, also, in a sense, is also prophesying uh, about Jesus and what Jesus would do. And I don't know if you remember the story of that Last Supper and the extraordinary statement that Jesus makes. You can read about it in the Gospels in Mark's version, Mark 14, verse 18. It says this. Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. One who is eating with me. The particular, particular pang of this statement is it's one who's eating with him. This enemy was so close. 
this enemy of Jesus's was with him in the feast. What pressure, what extraordinary pressure did Jesus suffer during that meal? As he wanted to celebrate this Passover, I have longed, he said, to celebrate this meal with you guys. I'm really enjoying being with you. I'm enjoying this last meal together, but there is someone here who is an enemy. And still he's relaxed about it and says it's someone dipping their hand into the meal as we sit together. Jesus ate. He ate a meal that prefigured his death, which was shortly to happen. And he talked about the bread and the wine and he talked about his body broken for us. And he talked about the blood shed for us, all this before it happened and in the midst of his enemy. What an extraordinary table that was for Jesus to sit at. And yet, you know, Jesus won the victory. There were enemies all around there, enemies pressing him from every side. There was spiritual warfare going on in the heavenlies. There was an extraordinary moment when Jesus was on that cross and cried out, it is finished. He's done it. He has achieved it in the midst of his enemies as they gather around where even his friends dropped away, where even Peter denied him. In the midst of all of this stuff, he wins the victory so that he can lay a table before us. Wow. Don't you think that's amazing? Don't you think that's extraordinary that he would do such a thing? Well, of course, there was the resurrection. And as Jesus came to life again, he began this new age, this new resurrection age, this promise of life eternal, this promise that we will be with him forever, this promise that the Holy Spirit has sealed within us who are born again within us who know Jesus as our saviour. We have this within us, this hope of glory. And when Jesus was resurrected, he appeared to his disciples and he appeared in different ways and at different times. And the Bible records some of them. And I just love the one where there's a guy on the beach and he's cooking breakfast. I can smell the sardines from here. <laughs> I just love a barbecue on the beach, don't you? It's great to have a barbecue on the beach. You know, you get one of these uh, throwaway barbecue tins or something like that, or even we have a portable barbecue that we use. And we have sardines or something like that, or mackerel or something on on the charcoal it's great and i just love that i think 
Jesus is speaking to me. <laughs> when I read that story, I think he's speaking to me. He knows I love barbecued fish. There's a breakfast waiting for them. You know, and they cry out, it's the Lord, and they go to uh, they go to see him and they get to the shore and there it is their food their table laid out before them and it's not just any table is it this breakfast it's an assurance of a future hope of another table laid out in glory in the years ahead and so it's prophetic of the future I just love this verse in Isaiah, who also prophesies about the same thing. And Isaiah says this in Isaiah 25, verse 6. The Lord will make a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well refined. Aged wine well refined. Oh, sounds like my cup of tea, as it were. <laughs> what about you guys? What about the table set before you in the midst of your enemies? What is it that you are fearful of at the moment? What is it, what is it that you need in your life at the moment? For us Christians even although the need it may be all around us, even though there may be spiritual battles going on or even concerns about the physical world around you, there's a table. There's a table you can enjoy. There's a peace, a family together of even the best, it can be yours. That knowledge that he is preparing a table for you and you can rest and enjoy the presence of the Lord in the midst of your enemies. What a glorious, glorious end to the story what a glorious end to the to, to the last supper the cross and the resurrection that out of all that pain and suffering out of the complete loneliness of the cross comes the bread and the wine that we share together the lord's table and we're going to do that now. We're going to do it together right now. So I'm going to hand back to Sam. And let's be joined together in fellowship with each other and with the Lord in the midst of our enemies, in the midst of everything that concerns you at this moment on this day. Will you not grasp hold of this opportunity to be at peace with the Lord? It's your privilege. It's your privilege and your anointing. Take the opportunity. 
take the opportunity to give praise to him for the table set before you. Amen.